Hello, friends. Have you noticed how much podcasts have grown in popularity over the past few years? We definitely have, and it's insane. We have an opportunity for your business to take advantage of the exponential growth of our podcast by advertising with us. We've been riding the podcast growth wave for a few years now, and we want you to take advantage of this too. We have unbeatable pricing and advertising packages, and we work with you on an individual basis to produce the most effective ad possible for our audience. If you would like to advertise with Forbidden Knowledge News, email me, forbiddenknowledgenews at gmail.com. We look forward to all our new partnerships. Welcome back to Forbidden Knowledge News. I'm your host, Chris Matthew. Today, I want to welcome author, lecturer, and a pioneer in the truth movement. So honored to have you here today, the one and only David Icke. How are you doing today, David? I'm good, Chris. Nice to talk to you. Very good. I have so much to talk to you about. You know, today it seems like all the things you've always talked about are beginning to occur right now. And we're living in a, a, a dystopian society already. Uh, we're about to have 5G rolled out. Censorship is being ramped up so much. Um, like I said, we've got a lot to talk about. But first, I'd like to know what got you started? What opened your eyes to what is going on behind our world? Oh, that's a that's a long, long story, um, and it uh, goes into some some paranormal experiences thirty years ago, um, when I, uh, I I was um, I was in television, and I was also uh, briefly a national spokesman for the British Green Party, and uh, during um, what would it be nineteen eighty nine, I increasingly as the year unfolded had the feeling that when i was in a room alone i wasn't alone there was some kind of presence there and this kind of bewildered me and uh, it got more and more powerful and tangible as we went through 1989 and i went into 1990 early 1990 and a series of coincidences shall we say um led me to a, a psychic lady uh in uh, march 1990 who I went to see, uh, she thought, and to a certain extent it was true, to see if uh, kind of hands-on healing could, um, could help my arthritis. I, I had to finish being a professional footballer with arthritis. But my real reason for going was what the heck have I been uh, feeling around me for the last Talked about me going out on a world stage and revealing great secrets. This is March 1990. And that, um, uh, I would be led to information and information will be put into my mind and I was going to uh, tell a story that humanity had to know because the world basically was not like people thought it was and the forces that ran the world weren't like we thought it was and uh, what happened after that is my life became a an amazing synchronistic journey of coincidence quote which um, started leading me to people, uh, information, books, documents, personal experiences that were like handing puzzle pieces. Uh, in in the, like when you're doing a jigsaw puzzle, you, the, you, they were almost in the right order to understand where they went. Obviously, the longer the years went on and the more I understood how this whole thing worked, the easier it was to put the pieces in. And now that you can put them in real fast, uh, when things happen um, and so uh, over this uh, period of nearly 30 years now this process has continued and I have understood more and more symbolically uh, going deeper and deeper in the rabbit hole about what's um, what's really going on and what's really behind those who appear to be in power but but aren't really very good thank you for that now, I thought a good place to start today would be talking about censorship. 
Um, I mean, you're essentially banned from Australia. Uh, me, I have a small channel, but I am still very much affected by censorship. My views are suppressed. I'm demonetized constantly for controversial or what they consider controversial topics. Um, where do you see this going, ultimately? Well, and I have this uh, phrase, um, know the outcome and you'll see the journey. And that applies to all the connected topics that need to be seen as one whole rather than random events across the vast spectrum of human society. Everything from censorship to money to um, uh, AI to 5G uh, to um, all these different elements that the alternative media has been talking about over um, over quite a long time now and if you know the outcome you see the journey and what I mean by that is if you know where it's planned to go then what would otherwise appear to be random happenings in the world start to make total sense you can see the pattern you can see the the steps towards the outcome and in terms of censorship the the desired outcome is to have a situation where people only see and hear what the authorities, the system, uh, wants us to see and hear. Uh, because perception drives everything. Perception drives behavior. What we perceive a situation to be will be um, the, the lead, the director, of how we respond to that situation. Do we support this or oppose this? What do we do? What don't we do? So. If you look at then at this base foundation of perception from which all human behavior comes, where does perception come from? It comes from information received. And if you can control the information that people receive, then you go a very, very long way to imposing and manipulating their perceptions. So if people only hear, for instance, one version of a story or one version of a situation and nothing else, the likelihood is that they will perceive that situation in line with the information they've received. What I'm talking about, of course, is the mainstream everything's version of everything. But if uh, people um, have access to another source of information, which says, actually, there's another way of looking at this and what's happening, then that uh, perception has the opportunity to have choice. It has the opportunity to say, well, uh, I'll listen to that and I'll listen to that. And the perception will therefore um, change. Uh, and the authorities know this. And what's happened in recent years, up to recently, is that the free flow of information, alternative information, has started to trash in the minds of increasingly vast numbers of people, the official narrative. And so what they're trying to do now is to return to a situation before the alternative media existed, whereby the only information that people receive is from the system. And this is where all the censorship's coming from. Uh, they don't want people's perceptions um, uh, helped to expand and see other possibilities by having access to alternative information. And of course, it started with people like um, YouTube with demonetization, which is always the precursor to outright suppression and eventually banning. And we are um, seeing this process getting ever more extreme of more and more excuses to ban more and more people and you you have a situation with the um, internet giants uh, which is a tiny tiny little cabal when you break it down you've got um, google owned by this parent company alphabet which owns youtube so the biggest search engine and the biggest video uh, platform both owned by the same people you've got Facebook that basically dominates the social media uh, arena along with people like Twitter 
Facebook also owns Instagram. It also owns WhatsApp. Um, so you're looking at a, a, a tiny number of people who are increasingly dictating what people see and hear. And, you know, um, I, I, this whole money explanation only goes so far. You know, they, they explain that um, or they're going into this country or that country for, for money and oil. And uh, Facebook are doing this because uh, and, and keeping surveillance on people and passing their information on to people just for money. Um, and Google are doing this just for money. Uh, but in fact, that's only one level of it. The real level beyond the Zuckerbergs, beyond the Brins and the pages at Google, etc., is the... Um, the shadow cabal that operates outside the public arena that actually, in truth, controls these companies. And that's why they work as one unit. You know, you've seen this with people like uh, Alex Jones. I mean, Alex Jones has, over the years, has said a lot of things I agree with. He's said uh, things that I don't agree with, but that's irrelevant. The point is, he's right to say them and people's right to hear them and make their... Uh, decisions on what they believe uh, from having access to all information possible and not just that the authorities uh, want. So when you see uh, the uh, the silencing, if you like, of, um, of Alex Jones in terms of uh, social media, etc., uh, they move as one unit. And what's coming in now also are the payment systems, your PayPals and such like, uh, the payment systems that um, uh, allow uh, the alternative media to actually take payments for, for books, for uh, videos, whatever. Um, because it's very clear when you look at it, very clear, that this is a very cold, calculated campaign. They've looked at the alternative media and they've said, okay, how do we destroy it? Well, first of all, how do people make any money so that they can research and communicate full time, which of course you have to pretty much do if you're going to really uncover this. So they said, well, monetization. We'll take the money uh, uh, from their uh, video postings on YouTube. Uh, what, what else do we need to do? Well, we need to do this. And then the uh, excuses start to explode. First of all, it's, uh, it's fake news which uh, came right on the back of Trump's uh, election, fake, the fake news thing started. Then you have hate speech. Then you, you have a situation in Britain now where they're talking about um, censoring uh, because of what they call potential harm to people. Uh, this is censoring things that are quite legal, um, but could be perceived to cause people harm. And what they mean by that is people being upset by hearing an alternative opinion. So you put all this together and there is a war on, um, on the alternative media because there's a war on any information that would give people a different angle and a different way of looking at the world because um, they only want one way. And uh, that's what this censorship's all about. Very good. I agree. And I, I believe that another huge aspect and a major problem that we're about to be facing that goes along with it is the rollout of 5G. Um, it's not just for, you know, faster download and streaming speeds, right? We're dealing with something much more malevolent. Well, one of the, one of the things, and I completely understand why, but one of the things that stops so many people from grasping the, 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 the totality of what's happening is that it's so vast and so deep and goes into so many levels that people just can't comprehend that it could be possible. A, they can't comprehend many people that that which is behind this could be so extraordinarily evil. I mean, these, these people behind this, uh, you know, th th they make psychopaths look like Mary Poppins. 
uh, and and to grasp that is to grasp this uh, whole um, myth of they wouldn't do that. Well, no, you wouldn't do that, but they are doing it 24-7. And when you look at the big picture, I mean, there, there are things that I've been talking about for nearly 30 years, um, the banking scam, the, the, the um, engineered wars, and all the rest of it. And they need to be exposed, and people need to know about that. But the big, big picture, certainly within the realm of human society, is to completely control human perception, human thought, human emotion, human response. And th this is why, you know, over this period that I've been doing this, that um, I've been um, led coincidentally, synchronistically, whatever you want to call it, into so many areas or so many subject areas. It's just incredible. And the, when you go deep into any of these subjects, you see where they connect to all the others. It's, it's literally a, uh, a web. And um, the most important area that I started to explore deeply from around the end of the 1990s and the early across the millennium was the nature of reality itself. Because to, to understand what reality is, is to understand how it's possible for so many things to happen. So if you um, break down perception manipulation. On one level, you control the information that people receive and you skew their perception of something by that. But there are deeper levels of this, which is what 5G and this whole AI um, uh, agenda is all about. And that's directly manipulating the human brain and how it functions. So if you think of, look at the brain, it communicates and it processes information electrically. The human body is an expression of an electromagnetic information field. Some people over the years have called it the auric field. Um, and when that's in balance and the, the brain is processing information in a balanced way, then people have clear thought. They have perceptions that come from processing the information in uh, their own way. But once you start intervening into that process and you start to distort the way the brain um, processes information, you start to distort perception. And uh, extreme expressions of this distortion, uh, we call things like. Alzheimer's and dementia, which is simply the brain misprocessing information. That's what it is. So then you look at this technological tidal wave of frequencies that we are now living in. You know, you're, you look back to um, the turn of the 20th century uh, and compared with that technological radiation um, in the in the atmosphere that we live in has increased millions of times because all this technology whether it's smartphones smartphone masts coming from satellite increasingly thanks to elon musk and such like uh, we are being absolutely bombarded. Wi-Fi is increasingly everywhere. Smart meters, another Wi-Fi field in your home or your business. We're being bombarded with this stuff. And it's having uh, fundamental health effects and fundamental psychological effects. Then you look at 5G, which is a, a, a massive ramping up of the effect so far because it's more powerful and it, its impact upon the body-mind is even greater, substantially greater, because 5G is actually a weapon. It's used by the uh, military and law enforcement to 
for instance, disperse crowds where they pull up a vehicle if there's a protest or something and they fire off this frequency, which is within the millimeter waves uh, uh, frequency band of 5G, and the crowd scatters because they get the feeling that their skin is on fire. And what is um, happening um, can be understood with this. The skeletal structure of the body, DNA, the skin, the sweat ducts, is all known at the cutting edge of science, are antenna. They receive and transmit information. That's what DNA is. And therefore, what, what our antenna are doing is picking up these frequencies and being affected by them. It's, it's distorting the natural energetic um, information uh, balance of the body and the balance of the mind. And I was watching an interview this week with a man called Barry Troer, who um, worked for the military on um, radiation and electromagnetic um, areas for a very long time. And he's now for some years been speaking out and warning about it. And he said a very interesting thing. He says, you know, if you're picking up certain frequencies, then your antenna um, is a certain height. It's a big antenna, it's a small antenna, because that's the most effective way to pick up these frequencies. And what he was saying is that um, children, for many reasons, not least because their skull is thinner, so they're much more affected by, by the phone frequencies on their ear. Um, but one reason that children are more affected by these frequencies, Wi-Fi, all of it, is their height. Because that, that, that if you like, a, a, a child's antenna body absorbs these frequencies in a much more um, extreme way than adults do even. And there's a war on our kids. There's a war on our kids in terms of what I'm talking about and in terms of vaccines, all of it. Uh, and, and people just kind of look on, you know, too busy checking me phone while the, there's a war on the kids um, because they want to completely absorb the minds of children and um, put them in bubbles of perception so that when they become adults, they will accept what is planned, which is this whole full-blown, what I call the smart grid. That's why everything seems to have smart in front of it these days. Whether it's a smart phone, a smart television, a smart car, whether it's a smart uh, motorway or freeway, as you say in America, um, whether it's um, smart borders or smart meters, all these things are connected to create a smart grid. And to bring it to 5G, this smart grid, um, which is connected to the Internet of Things, where everything's connected to the Internet, uh, increasingly vast numbers of things, billions of things now being connected to the Internet. Um, to make this 5G, or to make this grid work, they need 5G or, high, or, or more powerful. And they're rolling it out without, as the um, technology companies, telecommunications companies have admitted, uh, without any um, official independent testing. Because if they did test it truly independently, then it would never be allowed to be rolled out. Uh, and uh, what you have with um, independent scientists who've done their own research is a, a very common um, uh, conclusion that 5G is potentially catastrophic for humanity. Uh, and so all these things uh, connect. Now, uh, another part of this is the, the brain operates within a certain band of frequency. Uh, and if you can manipulate the brain with frequencies um, within that band, then you can start to put thoughts 
and um, perceptions into people's minds. You know, you, you go back to the 1950s to find people who were working out the frequencies of things like rage and things like depression. So if you um, fire that frequency, put it into a community or at someone as an individual, then their brain will take that frequency, um, which manifests as depression or manifests as rage, whatever, and it will decode it, even though it's externally generated, as if it's coming from within itself, because the brain is just a, a processor of information. Um, and so um, you can manipulate the emotions and the mental state of the population. Now, that's within what we've had up to this point. With 5G, it's a whole new uh, game. One of the things that uh, we're seeing with 5G, or they're claiming with 5G, is it doesn't travel far. Therefore, what they're suggesting are little boxes all the way down the streets. I mean, you're talking about multi, multi millions of them across America, etc., and across Europe um, that are pounding out this frequency of 5G, which, as I have said, is actually a weapon. And um, the effect on people, physically and psychologically, cumulatively, is going to be catastrophic and that's what it's meant to be and this is why I come back to what I said earlier um, so many people will listen to what I'm saying and say they would never do that I promise you they would because they are because they are uh, a level of psychopath that almost is beyond the word psychopath you almost need another word for it uh, and uh, they have no empathy no ability to take emotional consequences for how they affect others they have without empathy anything goes because you have no emotional consequence for what you do kill kids you know to the rest of us that's an emotional um consequence that we couldn't handle because it's so horrible to them couldn't care less this is why they they um orchestrate um uh, attacks on countries and invasions of countries that pepper bomb areas of civilians, like they have over and over again in the Middle East, they have no empathy. And it's to understand that mentality is to understand that actually they would do that and they are doing that. Are you ready to live a more free, healthy and abundant life? Transform your yard into a food forest and create a system for self-reliance that's easy and enjoyable with our friends at Food Forest Abundance. No matter where you're starting from, you can become more self-reliant. And you can take your self-reliance to the next level by becoming a producer of your own food through growing and foraging. And learn how to turn your property into an income-producing source of economic self-reliance. They can help you get off-grid and learn what systems to employ for food, water and energy self-reliance and live abundantly and in full connection with your property and what you produce. Click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest and have your own sustainable source of livelihood and become self-sufficient with food forest abundance. Just click the link in the description to get started with your very own food forest today. Yes, and you said there's an attack on our children, and there's also an attack on what it is for us to be human. There's an attack on our consciousness. Um, they're suppressing it with the food, water, everything, everything we're eating, drinking, what they're spraying in the air. But people go along with it, and now people actually want to become robots. They want to become cyborgs. They want to implant things into themselves. We have this transhuman movement. And this is another very disturbing part of this. Well, the, um, the end game going on from what I've just said, and I've been writing about this for ages now, um, is to connect the human brain to artificial intelligence. So instead of, like I said earlier, um, our perceptions being manipulated by control of information, once that connection with artificial intelligence is made, 
then our perceptions and emotional responses will come from directly artificial intelligence. We'll just become uh, like a computer uh, terminal on an AI internet. Uh, and that's uh, where it's going. And you look at people like Ray Kurzweil, the Google executive, calls himself a futurist, um, who is openly talking about this, that by 2030, the people's brains will start to be connected to artificial intelligence. And as he says, um, uh, as uh, artificial intelligence becomes more and more, um, if you like, uh, intelligent than humans then it will do more and more of human thinking until human thinking as we know it now is basically negligible and uh, disappears so um we are at the cusp uh, we are at the crossroads big time of where this world and where humanity goes and this whole thing of transgenderism is connected to this because I have another phrase. Um, if it comes out of nowhere and it's suddenly everywhere, then it's the agenda. And if you look at this whole transgender uh, phenomenon, it did just that. It came out of uh, nowhere and it's suddenly everywhere. And what they have is a process I call foot in the door. They'll introduce a subject in a way that you really can't argue with. Um, if you don't know what the real agenda is. For instance, we must stop um, discrimination against transgender people. Okay, fair enough, no problem. Quite right, okay. But that's just the foot in the door. And then once it starts, the doors are swung wide open. And what's come through them is not uh, protecting transgender people from discrimination, it's openly, ever more openly, uh, manipulating uh, people, particularly the young, again, for the same reasons I mentioned earlier, um, to question their gender when they weren't questioning it before. You know, we've had a, in, in England alone, thousands of percent increases, particularly in girls who are wanting to change gender or are considering changing gender. Now, where did this come from? You know, I, was, I, I grew up in the 1950s and 60s. It wasn't even talked about. Now it's everywhere. And then you've got the policing of the language. That's another red flag, flashing red light to watch. When the, the language starts to get policed and opinions start to get policed to stop you having a different opinion to the official narrative. So you look at uh, the whole transgender arena and there's no debate for the simple reason that if you can't win a debate, if you have the free flow of information and discourse, then what you do is you don't have the debate, you shut it down. And that's what this whole, um, uh, this whole um, society change that's taking place in which opinions that are not the official narrative lead you to being abused and called a Nazi or a transphobe or whatever. It's because they want to shut the debate down because they can't win it. You see, if you're trying to claim that men and women are not biologically different, when all you need is a frickin' mirror, um, then you ain't going to win that debate. So what you do is you stop that debate happening. And when professors of biology come out and say, well, well, actually, men and women are biologically different. Well, they get shouted down, they get investigated or even fired. And I, and I watched a video a few weeks ago where there was a panel at a university in America and, and quite a big audience in this hall. It was a university. And uh, one of the women on the panel made the the outrageous statement that men are generally taller than women. Okay, so tell me something that's not obvious. But the walkout started, and quite a number of people in the audience walked out because she said men are generally taller than women. And then um, the, a camera followed them out, and they were saying, we're not going to listen to that fascist uh, you know, stuff fascist stuff she said 
that men are generally taller than women. So what we're looking at, if you if you come to um, the 1984 book of George Orwell, we're coming down to this concept he had of making the target population believe, or at least accept, that two and two equals five. That's what we're looking at. Exactly that. Because if you say two and two equals four, which is supported by the facts, but it's the wrong, uh, it's the wrong message, and it challenges the official narrative, it wants you to believe that two and two equals five, then you're shouted down and you're silenced. This is what's happening now, we mentioned earlier about um, censorship. This is what's happening now with your Facebooks and your Twitters and all these other people. They are censoring people for, in effect, saying two and two equals four. Uh, and you say two and two equals five. For instance, you go on to um, social media and you say men and women are, are, are not biologically different and all you have to do to be one or the other is to decide it. You're not going to get banned, are you? No. But you challenge that and you'll get banned or you'll get um, uh, kicked back in some way. Usually these increasingly now banned. So uh, this is what we're looking at. We're, we're going into, I've been pointing out for a long time that, that human society is an inversion, that everything's upside down, everything's on its head. But it's now becoming more and more obvious. I was watching an interview on mainstream American television this morning. And um, they were actually starting to say, well, society is just upside down. It's inverted, isn't it? I've been saying that for 30 years. But it's becoming more obvious as this whole agenda um, breaks out into human society on a level that, that we can see and we can experience. It's not hidden uh, like it was because there had to come a point, as I said years ago, where this breaks the surface where people can see it. Because if you're going to transform human society, you can only manipulate under the radar for so long before human society has to start changing in the image you want. And that's when um, what's been hidden up to this point can actually be seen. This is why uh, the number of people now that are questioning what's going on is vastly increasing compared with what it uh, ever has been before. And speaking of them not hiding things anymore, we have more occult symbolism in social media, movies, TV, and it's targeting our children. Um, it's targeting everyone, but we're seeing a lot more of this along with a normalization of pedophilia. Let's talk about that for a minute. Well, that's something that I've been in... Um exposing since uh, the 1990s and naming some very famous names as well. Uh, one of the shocking things, there have been many, one of the shocking things that um, started to uh, be revealed to me through this synchronicity of my life, as I've talked about, is not just that pedophilia happens, we knew that, but A, the scale of it worldwide is absolutely staggering. And B, uh, the higher you go, the higher in quotes, uh, up the hierarchy of human society and power, the ratio of pedophiles uh, to uh, people gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And as I was going along that road, which started in the 1990s, I was writing books about this in, in 1997, 98. Um, then what also came in was this whole um, area of Satanism. Where, because Satanism, for reasons I say in the book, Satan is in the books, Satanism and uh, pedophilia are fundamentally connected. Um, but that's deep in the rabbit hole stuff. But, um, you start to uncover the fact that um, some of the most famous people in the world with the power to decide the, the future of nations uh, are Satanists. I mean, practicing child sacrificing Satanists. I mean, the full blown stuff and pedophiles. And, and that's when it starts to um, become clear the scale of sheer undiluted evil that's actually behind all this. 
Uh, and, you know, the language of this cabal is symbolism. You know, you go back to the hieroglyphics of ancient societies like Egypt. What was that language? It was symbolism. And this symbolic language has come through the generations being taught in the upper levels of the secret society networks. And they understand that symbols affect perception. Now, if you see certain symbols, it has an effect because everything is a frequency. Everything generates a frequency, everything. Uh, every emotion is a frequency. Every different kind of emotion is a frequency. Love is a different frequency to hate. Uh, depression is a different frequency to joy. Different mental states and thoughts project different frequencies. And symbols project frequencies. And frequencies affect perception. Because in the end, that's what it all is in this reality. It's frequencies um, interacting with each other. Um, information frequencies uh, and so when um, for instance um, you see advertisements certain symbols certain colors which are also frequencies well known uh, are used for the impact upon the observer to to get you in an emotional state because that's what advertising is really about get you in, in, in a particular emotional state that makes you more likely to buy the product or be influenced by the, the advertisement. And so these symbols that you see in Satanism are not there by accident. They're there by design because they have an impact. Take, uh, for instance, the satanic, uh, well, here we go, back to what we've just talked about, the satanic technique of inversion. They, if, if they're using a cross, it's an inverted cross. If they're using a pentagram, it's an inverted pentagram. Because basically what Satanism is, is an inversion of life, an inversion of balance, an inversion of, of harmony. And so it's quite appropriate that when Satanists are basically running the show from deep in the rabbit hole, that they are creating a world of inversion, which we talked about a few minutes ago, and that they use the symbolism of inversion. And so the more you can put this in front of people, the more this effect is happening. I, um, one of their symbols is um, the pyramid and the all-seeing eye, which you can see on the dollar bill very clearly. Uh, that is a major um, symbol of this cabal. And uh, when I was uh, doing um, some talks um, years ago, and indeed in, in some of the books, I've, um, I've, I've uh, presented a montage of just images, scenes from children's cartoons across a range of um, uh, sources, children's television. And it's a mass of uh pyramids and all seeing eyes what's that got to do with kids what's that got to do with kids stories and um uh children's programs and cartoons but there they are loads and loads and loads of them because it's impacting upon the perceptions of those who watch uh, so um you know, like I say, this is very deep in the rabbit hole, and there are so many elements to this, which if you connect them together, um, you see um, how they connect and therefore um, what they're really designed to do. And everything in the end is about manipulating human perception, because from that comes human behavior. And uh, this is why, again, they want to uh, target mavericks or renegades in the name of my new film just about to come out um, because they are not succumbing to the perception program. They, 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 they're not absorbing it and they're not accepting it. So they have to be targeted and silenced because they are in great danger of um, awakening others from the program 
by giving them information they wouldn't normally receive. Now, speaking of going deep in the rabbit hole, uh, whether it be extraterrestrials, interdimensional beings, angels or demons, these our world leaders definitely believe in these entities. Um, is there communication going on? Is there a hierarchy of information or orders being passed down to our world leaders? Well, yes, and you know, people should just take a step back and and take a breath and just look at it from the bigger perspective. Um, first of all, the idea that humanity is the only form of life as we know it is insane. You know, according to mainstream science uh, and their projections of the size of the universe, it just gets bigger and bigger all the time. Um, planet Earth, compared with the size of the universe is equivalent to a billionth of a pinhead when you look at the night sky and that blaze of lights you're looking at a tiny fraction of one galaxy the milky way and back until the 1920s mainstream science believed there was one galaxy in the universe ours the latest um, highest estimate that I've seen from science is that there are possibly two trillion galaxies in the universe. And that's just one universe. So you're looking at um, infinity, and that means infinity of potential forms of life, potential forms of what you would call intelligent life. And therefore, the idea that humans are alone in the vastness of forever is ludicrous so the next question comes um are we saying that all other life that exists apart from human is benevolent and would given the opportunity and the interaction be benevolent towards humanity well of course nonsense because we're talking about the infinite possibility of states of consciousness look at the human race and see the the vast spectrum of different expressions of human consciousness which we experience as behavior uh, so out there are very benevolent forms of life and very um, malevolent forms of life and what my research and my synchronistic life over the last three decades has shown me so I've traveled around the world something like 60 countries is that if you go out of this reality out of the reality that we see and experience which is tiny by the way what we can see and perceive is so tiny what we call visible light it's so tiny it's laughable the infinity of forever lies beyond this tiny band of frequency that we call the world because it's the only tiny frequency band that we can uh, decode into a reality we experience as the physical world. Um, and if you go beyond that, then you start to hit that source, that force that is really behind this. Uh, these um, power structures that people call the the one percent, etc. They are simply um, middle men and women between this force, this source, and humanity. You know, it was um, quite early on in this journey when I started to realize how far back this manipulation goes, where they've been coming through uh, what we call history and uh, incessant centralization of power, centralization of power has brought us to where we are now, where a tiny few people are dictating uh, to everybody else. Well, people have been coming in, being born, they've been dying and going, people have been born, dying and going, all the way through this history. People that have been involved in pushing this manipulation agenda on. So you look at that and you say, well, hold on a minute. Why would someone give their life to advancing this agenda when they knew they weren't going to be uh, anywhere near here by the time that that agenda reaches fruition, which is what 
we're basically looking at now. And there had to be a cement, if you like. There had to be a common force through this period that was overseeing it all. And that is in that period I started to synchronistically come across information around the world, very, um, very common themes uh, in ancient societies through shamans and people like that in different societies, but also through whistleblowers and people that would talk to me in the, in the modern world, people who were on the inside of the system, the military intelligence uh, government system. And the two were telling me the same story. Uh, that there is a non-human force, possibly more than one, that is behind all this, that is orchestrating it. And it's coming from a knowledge base um, which is beyond anything that we see in the public arena. And this explains why technology is coming out in such a again, synchronistic way that's pushing this agenda on. You see, when, when you are seeking to bring about this technological control, what do we think is happening? That um, people are sitting around the table, strumming their fingers, waiting for some geek in a garage in Silicon Valley to come up with the latest... Um, extension of the technology that helps them move the, this technological control system on. Do you really think that's happening? Of course not. In the underground bases, what they call the, uh, the DUMS, the deep underground military bases, that can go way, way below the earth. Um, uh, the technology um, that is now uh, being played out, and we think, oh, well, that's fantastic. It's been known for a long time. But, you know, it, it, just as an extreme example, if you give, if you'd have given computers to Stone Age man, well, it was a waste of time, wouldn't it? What are they going to do with them? So what's been happening is that humanity has been brought along to reach a point intellectually where it can construct its own prison but without the wisdom and the expanded consciousness to see that that's what they're doing so this technology that keeps being played out this different level of technology like 5g now it's not some new revelation it might seem so to the general population that's oh what's this this is new it's not new to those people bringing it in it's been known for ages decades and decades and decades but it's being uh, played out into the public uh, arena in a sequence and it, this sequence is pushing people on one of the sequences is you you start with technology that people can hold you then go to technology that on, on people's bodies and then you go to where it's been uh, aimed all along which is inside the body which is already happening i was in my books in the 1990s that the the microchip agenda was coming and it's happening now people are being microchipped i was in sweden last year but 3000 people at that time more now have been microchipped I'm quite happy about it because it means they can open a door without pushing it. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, okay, get microchip for that. So um, you can look at it at the level of, of politics, if you like, which is basically a diversion. Um, or you can look at it at the deeper level, which is that a non-human force is ultimately behind all this and it's manipulating and overseeing this entire control system taking over humanity. Now, because it's operating in basically another dimension, and it can't come into this reality, this frequency band, because it's incompatible with it, it has to have representatives, if you like, within this band of frequency that will manipulate 
directly on its behalf. And that's what these bloodlines are all about. That's what these bloodline families are all about. These interbreeding families we know as royalty and aristocracy and the Eastern establishment in the United States. They are representatives of this force within the frequency band of human society. Um, and, you know, people say, uh, well, why don't this, why doesn't this force just come in and take over? Because clearly it can't. It has to get us to build our own prison on its behalf. And then you ask the question, what is AI? What is it? What's this AI they want to connect to the human brain? Yes, there is algorithmic AI and learning AI and all these things that, that, that they let us see. But what ultimately is this artificial intelligence? And what are we being ultimately connected to when the brain is connected to what we're told is artificial intelligence? I say that what this um, connection is ultimately connecting to is this force, which basically is then able to assimilate the human race, to assimilate human consciousness, and to dictate everything that happens. And again, how does this connect to the transgender agenda? Well, this frequency um, C, this frequency bombardment that's coming in more and more and more powerfully, is designed to build basically a energetic frequency web that isolates humanity in lower levels of consciousness and acts as a barrier to connecting with expanded consciousness. But this, this frequency bombardment um, is plan to reach the point where we're going there all the time where the biological human body will simply not be able to cope with it so what they're developing and you can see them openly talking about it here and there is um is a synthetic human body they're creating it now. They're, 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 they're already uh, well advanced with a synthetic human genome. And when you see these um, robots, these synthetic robots, that look more and more human all the time. And that's only what we see in the public arena, going back to what I said earlier. What the heck are they like uh, waiting to come in? Uh, you're looking at this movement towards the synthetic human, which would be able to cope with this energetic um, bombardment on a scale that they want to bring in. Um, and that's uh, connecting into this transgender agenda for this reason, because the, the synthetic human will not be able to procreate. Um, the Producing of children will not be um, through procreation. It will be technological. Which um, and and because uh, of that, the synthetic human will neither be male or female uh, because it will be technologically created, laboratory, if you like, created, and therefore, what this transgender agenda is really about long term, but nothing like as long as people might imagine, is confusing and fusing gender on the road to the no gender synthetic human. And then you look at Aldous Huxley with Brave New World, a book published in the 1930s, where he's talking about the world hatcheries which were, in his words, decanting humans and procreation through parents came to an end. That's what he was talking about. And it's another question. How could he be so accurate in the 1930s? How could um, George Orwell be so accurate 
in the 1940s with 1984. How can people that I have quoted in my books from decades ago, insiders, have been so accurate in terms of saying what's going to happen now? How could one of them have predicted the internet and described the internet in 1969? Because there are two worlds operating together in human society. There's the world that the vast majority of humans uh, think they live in, and that has a certain level of information. And then there's the world which is manipulating the human uh, world, if you like, which has a much more advanced level of knowledge, and therefore it has an agenda which can be projected way into the future. And if you can access that agenda, like uh, Huxley and uh, Orwell did for various reasons, you can be very accurate in predicting the future because unless something comes to intervene in that agenda, it will play out. This is simply why my books over the last 30 years have been so phenomenally, uh, even though I say it myself, it's just fact, phenomenally accurate in predicting what's uh, unfolded up to now and what is unfolding now. It's because I've been able to access through, you know, blood, sweat and tears, this agenda, and thus you can predict the future. The whole point of what I do is to alert enough people that there is an intervention into this agenda, which means it will not play out. The idea is not to be proved right, it's to be proved wrong. Um, and so, uh, you know, you can, you can talk for, oh, well, I could talk for hours and hours and hours. And, and the more you talk, the more things that appear not to connect suddenly do. Yes, um, and I agree with that totally. I know we only have a couple of minutes left. I'd like to get your take on any possible solutions. What can we possibly do, if anything, to combat this? Well, we, we have to become conscious. We have to break through the program and not let the program think for us. You know, people uh, um, uh, from cradle to grave are being put through a perceptual program. It's what education system's all about. It's not about education. It's about imposing a program, a perceptual program on, on the kids and young people that, 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 that then is underpinned for the rest of their life by the mainstream media. Um, so uh, we need to become conscious. And when we become conscious that we can see it, then we have to stop cooperating with it. There's 7.7 .7 billion people being manipulated. If you go to the core of the core of the core, you'll, you, you could get them in one room. So... Uh, you know, we, we have the power to, to put an end to this, but only if we become conscious. Uh, and, and when you have um, so-called progressives that have hijacked the old traditional liberal left that I grew up with, um, cheering, even demanding that people they disagree with, they disagree with them because they haven't done the research, um, are censored, then you can see we've got a long way to go. But I can tell you, having you know, traveled around the world on a, a speaking tour since um, 2016, it's just ended, um, that people around the world are waking up. Of course, they're not on the television news. It's the shrill voices of the system and progressive censorship and imposition that dominate the microphones and the cameras. That's why... The world appears to be a certain way, but away from the cameras, all over the world, there is an awakening going on, a reassessment going on, and not just among you know a certain um, area of society, across society in general. People who are who up to this point in their lives have been completely uh, absorbed and perceptually controlled by the system, are now reevaluating and say, "Well, hold on a minute." And one of the, the things that, that are, is driving this is the fact that the, the hidden hand is now breaking the surface as it has to, like I said earlier, uh, and people are now seeing the, what's happening in the world and they're going, well, I don't like this. And because of that, they become open to other explanations for what is happening other than what they've been told to this point, which clearly don't make any sense to them anymore. So, uh, you know, uh, while this whole thing moves on, there are reasons to be optimistic as well. And that's why um, 
I agreed to uh, to make the film uh, Renegade, a story about my life and work, which is um, available at davidite.com on uh, June the 4th, been made by an American film company with, uh, you know, like, you know, feature film um, standards and cameras and everything. Um, because it's not just a story about my life, it's a story about my work. And there is an enormous amount of information there in that film across the great swathe of subjects. Um, and it is um, aimed uh, not just at people who are already seeing through it, but there's enormous amounts in there for them, but uh, also for those that have not seen it yet or those that are uneasy about the world but don't know why. And I'm, uh, I'm looking for this film to make a, a, a big impact, a big inroad into that whole area of um, people who are at that cusp of, they don't like what's going on in the world, but they, they can't really see why. Well, this will explain why. And um, I, I hope it will have a, a, a big effect. It certainly had a, an amazing reception from the premieres that we've done. And of course, um, one of them, one of the premieres in Los Angeles, um, uh, banned the showing of the film at the um, at the last minute. Uh, uh, so um, you know, even a film about someone's life uh, and work um, is now subject to censorship by people who talk about values while having none whatsoever. Yes, um, we're going to definitely be looking forward to that film. And I do see the awakening. It does give me hope. Uh, I think it gives a lot of people hope about what's happening right now. And I want to thank you so much again for taking the time to come on. That was an amazing conversation. Real pleasure. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years. And um, there were some dark days where no one wanted to know. But um, those dark days are over. And it's uh, coping with the interest now, which is a, a much nicer way to live your life, I can tell you. Definitely. And uh, thank you again, and you have a great rest of your day. Thanks, mate. Pleasure.